for landlords by landlords. The Rent Perfect Podcast with David Pickrop. Well, here we are again, another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Like us, subscribe. Hey, today we're going to be talking about, I don't know, drugs. Denny, you ready to join me? Should we talk about a little bit of liability and drugs and as a landlord, what you can and cannot do? I love talking about drugs. <laughs> well, let me lay let me lay out the scenario so we can we can lay this out a little bit better. But uh, no, I had a client call a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had a tenant into their property that claimed to always be getting sick in their property, and um, they just didn't believe them. They thought, "Oh, you're, they're just trying to get out of their lease. You know, they're not sick, whatever." Um, so the landlord doesn't do anything about it. And um, people continue to complain. They continue to have medical bills. So they go out and hire their own environmental company to come in and kind of, you know, take measurements of, of certain chemicals around the property. And they find a high dose of methamphetamine in the kitchen. And so prior to the prior tenant... Uh, must have been cooking up some some good stuff. And so they kind of called us in a panic, and what do we do? And, you know, we kind of got ourselves in a hole here, and, and we want to make it right. And so I thought, you know what, legally, I wanted to take the standpoint of the tenant and what were the tenant's rights there, and then therefore knowing the tenant's rights, it kind of let us know maybe how we should have handled that situation. So Denny is an attorney, been a landlord tenant attorney for a really long time. He's a regular on the Rent Perfect podcast. He's our own legal counsel. He is our legal counsel and not necessarily your legal counsel. If we talk about anything today as far as law, you know, jurisdiction, make sure you pass that by your own attorneys to make sure you, that you're taking into account your local laws. Um, so Denny, I hopefully gave you that disclaimer enough, but uh, let's talk a no, little bit about, about a little bit about liability. I mean. In that situation, can you kind of lay out like the perfect world and what should have happened? Yeah, I probably ought to tell you a little. I mean, you know my background, but, you know, having been the attorney um, and an exec, uh, assistant executive director of International Crime Free Association for almost 19 years, um, this was an area that we dealt with a lot um, at all of our national, international conferences. We, we dealt with this issue. We would have uh, the drug teams come in, uh, the cops would come in and they would teach about, you know, how to recognize meth labs and, and what to do about it. Right. So this, this one's kind of close to me. Um, fortunately I've never, um, used meth and I've never been around it other than, you know, in law enforcement. Um, but in terms of liability, that was my part of the international crime free, um, association was to teach liability for these kind of things. Right. And so when you talk about, well, what are the tenants rights? Um, they do have some rights. Um, and landlords should be on top of this because it can happen to you. Um, used to be a meth lab. Uh, I think I watched breaking bad with you actually, um, <laughs> on the way to the Philippines one time, way we, to did. Philippines. Yep, um, we, did. we were, we were watching all, Great all the, series. <laughs> we're looking at going, Oh, they did this and they yeah, did that. So absolutely. A lot of things they could have done to fix that. Right, um, right. And, and that's probably important first for a landlord is, is just to understand 
what is it that they could be looking for and should be looking for in terms of um, meth use in a property? Right. Because the problem when you have meth in a property is not just the meth that they might cook or might use. It's the residual effects of that meth and how it, how it shows itself. Right. Because if you, any kind of non, you know, any kind of poor situation in, in that home, um, in the rugs, absorb it in in the exhausts, right. uh, With the exhaust fans in the AC units, um, in all the HVAC systems in the plumbing, it stays in there. It'll stay in that neck. It'll be, it'll be everywhere. And you, you can't get rid of it. Um, it does not go away. It's there. And that's what causes the contamination in any kind of ventilation system. And people sometimes say that, you know, they feel the effects of headache or nausea or vomiting or rashes or eye and ear, throat, mm-hmm. um, dizziness, confusion, um, all those kind of things, the trouble breathing, even chemical burns they, they see. Um, well, these can be from meth. And I think the folks that you talked to last week were experiencing some of those problems. Um, and so in your property, the first thing you want to look for, you know, if, if you don't catch them in your background because nothing showed up, but some of the things you can look for are in your, in your vent on your roof, is there any kind of yellow residue that's on your roof? Okay. That's a sign of meth. Uh, meth users often put up, you know, tin foil in the windows. Okay. Uh, one of the big things about meth users and meth cookie cookers is they're paranoid. They're paranoid of everybody, everything. Um, and so they try to hide these things, right? but, but they can't hide them. Uh, if you were go to go up to a door, you might smell dirty diapers or dirty socks or an ammonia smell. Um, that's one way you tell. Okay. Another way you tell is uh, these people don't really have a job. Um, right. You know, they're they're off and on. They're in and out all day long, and they'll have a lot of visitors. Um, they'll be in and out, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there, all hours of the night. Um, these are things you can watch for. I also but remember it, you guys saying jars of peanut butter, Denny, that as they are cooking and they're kind of using – that uh, a lot of times they'll crash for a day or two in a bathtub or somewhere, and they'll wake up and, and get the protein from from peanut butter, right? They will. They they will. They will take the easy way on everything because they're not. Their system is not normal anymore. It's totally. It's totally washed out. So these uh, um, these these clients of ours swear to me, they had no idea this is. They would have done something about it. They were absolutely clueless here. I think there's a big difference in this scenario if they knew about it and if they didn't know about it. Will you kind of go over that for us? Yeah, it, it actually is a little more complicated than, you know, them saying, well, I didn't know about it. The The legal standard is a little different. The legal standard is whether you knew or should have known. Okay. And that's why I talk about looking at what are, what are some of the factors that are out there that you could be looking at. So if you knew or should have known, then you have to do something about it because if someone, if there's any use of meth, cooking, smoking, whatever, you now have what would be considered a clandestine meth lab. 
that requires remediation. And remediation is not vacuuming or wiping down counters. That doesn't count. That's not enough. Um, You actually have to have someone go in there that knows what they're doing. Uh, Many states, you have to be certified in, in meth remediation. Just like we have mold remediators. Right. There's meth remediators. And you have to go in and, and you not only have to test, but but it has to pass certain levels, requirements right. and levels. Right. Um and and in Colorado there's there's now a rule that if you knew or should have known about these things, uh for instance, if if you buy a home from someone and it was a meth lab or they had meth in there, you have three years to sue the past owner for not disclosing to you what had happened in that home. Okay. And and then you get all damages. Now, that's the same principle upon which we have to look at our units as landlords. Um, if you have any reason, you can't say I didn't know. That's, that's not good enough. Okay. Um, if you knew or should have known about that danger, then you were required um, to go in and do a proper remediation in that home. And that can be very expensive. Um, a lot of times people leave their, leave their belongings there when they leave that are meth users right. and uh, all those belongings, you got to figure out a way to get them out of the house. You know, you can't just carry them out of the house. You got to have someone in and properly, you know, take care of them after you have legal ownership if they've been left there. So you got to jump through all those hoops just to get there. So, so a little bit of education in your move out inspection says, Hey, there possibly was drugs here. And Denny and yours and mine's both experience. They don't leave a clean house with the walls painted and the floors, you know, cleaned. When a druggie leaves a house, it is not in good shape. And I'm making a general assumption there, but I've never seen one that has been in great shape as they've left. That's just not what they feel is important to them as they're moving on out of their house <clears throat> into another one. So as a landlord in your move out inspection, you really have to look for those things that Denny kind of talked about. But for this particular case, Denny, and if they claim they didn't know, they weren't tipped off, they did their move out, they didn't see it. Uh, the minute someone said, I'm getting sick into your house, and I can understand where these landlords are coming from. Someone might be trying to get out of the lease. W- at what point do you, as an attorney, say you take that serious? Well, you know, I think my first case of this was probably around 25 years ago. And the landlord did not take it seriously. They thought that this lady was some kind of nutcase. Right. You know, she'd be complaining every day. Um, she'd be down at the office. My, my, my bird is dying. Right. Something's wrong in my house. And the way she went about it was so strange that they thought, you know, she was just, you know, kind of out of her mind. We'll come to find out she was like that because, because of the meth that was in the house. <laughs> right. She was kind of out of her mind. Right. And so if you get a complaint like that, yeah, you need to take it seriously. Now that raises some concerns for you and your staff as well going into that home right. because it's not going to help you to go in the home. Now, one thing often that that um, people who use meth do is, for instance, you know, we talked about just now moving out of the house and the mess mm-hmm. that people leave, especially drug users. Mm-hmm. 
Well, one of the ways you can also know is if you've got all kinds of open containers of glass, there's a lot of glass in the house. Uh, okay. that, why, why do they have these kind of glasses in the house? Um, uh, like tube. a chemistry lab. <laughs> a chemistry lab. <laughs> right. And, and, and even, even down to as far as you see a lot of, uh, of medical, like, uh, Sudafed wrappers all over the right. place. Right. You know, that gives you the indicia that, hey, there's a problem here. But if somebody complains, um, you ought to take it. You got to have a good discussion with them about what's going on and what they're feeling and everything that's happening. And then you as a landlord should take the next step. And that is bring somebody into, into there to start testing the home, just like they, these people did. Okay. Um, and I think that's important because if you take the action, you test the home and Denny, what if you test the home and it's perfectly fine? Can that tenant be required to pay for that? Or is that something that, that falls under your purview as a landlord? I, I think you could tell them, and, and this is kind of a case of first impression, but I think you could say, hey, look, we will go ahead and do the the test. Um, we'll do the meth test in here. and if But if there's nothing here, um, then you would be required to pay us. If there is something here, then it, it's going to, it's going to get a little more problematic if there is something there, if they say, yeah, there's meth in this house. Um, because there's two issues that come up. One is, did the current tenants cause it? <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> That's gotta, true. Yeah. Kind of figure that out. <laughs> or if they didn't cause it, if it's, if it's pretty clear they didn't cause it, then, um, you know, these, all these people's clothes has have to be cleaned. All, their couches, everything has to be cleaned and taken out of there and they've got to move. You got to get them to another unit okay. because they can't stay in that unit. And if you don't have another unit, uh, they just let count your lease, let them move out. It won't be that simple. If, if, uh, if it's like that, you may have an issue of you have to put them up somewhere. It, okay. it, it kind of depends on all the totality of the circumstances. So it's hard to okay. answer that in a, in a nutshell right here. Um, because that goes back to the investigation on your last tenant and who you had in there, what right. you knew about it. it. It just depends. Is there anything that needs to go into your lease that talks about uh, any kind of uh, testing of the of, of the home or the unit uh, would be your responsibility if nothing was found, or is can you can you sign that off, or as a landlord, are you just required to deal with this kind well, of? You you could use an you could use an addendum and and have them sign it when they're asking and, and okay. say you know if we go in you agree that you know you'll pay you know find out how much it's going to be it's going to be around five hundred bucks probably right, right. and and uh, you can have them sign that and if they won't sign it what do you do you better go check it out anyway yeah yeah I was going to say you're pretty much defenseless at this point you, yeah you, yeah you're going to probably just have to cough up to 500 bucks and then just hope you have a crazy tenant at that point. Cause you don't want, yes, there is a problem with this house. That's the bigger problem. Yeah. Okay. Cause who knows what the issue is, but it's going to take a very, um, you're going to be dancing on, on needles is what you're going to be doing, trying to figure out how to deal with it. You have to take it a step at a time, uh, listen to your meth remediator in terms of what needs to be done and how they deal with the person who's in the unit, because, uh, you know, I would even advise the current tenant to get out, get out until we can get the test done. So we know what we have, we get the re results back. Um, now do you put them up in a hotel 
for that couple of days, maybe. Just depends on the situation, how bad it is. Right. Okay, and then we're we're, we're kind of using the example of meth because it came across this week. But this is this is mold. This is any kind of chemical. Black mold. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in a house that could be causing people to get sick, and so. Um, you know, but I am that skeptical landlord, Denny. I have to admit it, that someone, when they just want to get out of a lease, what are they willing to do? But this is probably an area that you really can't mess with and you have to take serious no matter what. Yeah, it doesn't come up all the time, but I had one case where they had all these symptoms, you know, that that look like, you know, it could have been meth, it could have been mold. And and the person was a little bit, little bit screwy, but mm-hmm. not completely. Come to find out it was their their um the place where they work they worked at a strip center um, and there had been leaks in the ceilings for years and years and uh mm-hmm. the black mold you know was thick right. on those white tiles right. you could even see the black mold Come on the tiles right. and they kept working there and that's where they were getting sick gotcha well denny we appreciate your expertise um if, uh, if your tenants do complain about getting sick or they need something, get an environmental company to come in at least, you know, do the readings, check the levels, uh, make sure you provide a good, safe house for uh, your tenants. I think that's required of us. Um, Danny, anything else that, uh, that I need to add here? Or are we ready to head on out and go watch Breaking Bad again? Uh, I'll probably do that too, but uh, <laughs> I, think, I think mainly just that uh, – our, our landlords understand the risk right. and that they take reasonable steps to remedy um, and, and take some proactive steps, you know, about this, you know, when you, when you do your move out and you clean up, be, be, a, you know, be on the look for weird stuff and, and uh, just take care of it before it becomes a problem. And when your tenants say something to you, you are now on notice. If you should have or could have known, I've heard you say that many, many times over the years, we cannot put our head in the sand. If you could have or should have known, you are responsible. Yep. Denny, appreciate that and hope this uh, helped you as we deal with, you know, these drugs going into the future with fentanyl and all the stuff. I don't know this is going away either, so we have to be educated on it as a landlord. And we appreciate you being here today. And until next time, continue to rent. Perfect. So long.